definitely not the starters. You're on the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Hey, it's hump day, and we are thrilled to be with you here in the first United Bank studio. want to remind you that every day that we're on from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., the Visual Edge IT hotline is hot. That's where we'll have our guests. That's where we'll give away tickets. 806-771-0973. Put it in your phone. 806-771-0973. You can meet up with us with your thoughts and questions and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line through the 100.7 The Score mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. Good Wednesday, everybody. A Hacks, Collier, and Lucas edition of this program. We're going to take you all the way to noon where we'll hand you off to the bottom line. Those guys are always funny and entertaining. David Collier, good morning, sir. How are you? Pretty good. Uh, just reading up on Patrick Mahomes, it would be good to be a member of this team right now. Not to go sidetrack right off the bat, but he told everybody on the team, this is a business trip. We win the Super Bowl on Sunday. I'll bring you all back to Vegas, and we can celebrate. Oh, that's beautiful. It's good to have that type of money. <laughs> yeah, that uh, those kind of contracts and, and those kind of things, you know, you hear about uh, – you hear about two of those – you hear about expenditures in, in two ways, it feels like, in the NFL. And that's rookies being saddled with the dinner bill. I remember that happened to Des Bryant, where it was like fifteen grand for dinner. And then you hear about uh, quarterbacks who have the big contracts, who appreciate all the people that are around them, that get them to this point where they can play for the ultimate hardware. And it sounds like Mahomes is doing that. Yeah. Uh, the, you speak about the dinner bill thing. I don't think it means as much these days, though, considering uh, when Carson Beck, if he is lucky enough to go to the NFL, he could just, uh, I don't know, trade in his Lamborghini that he got yesterday for $270,000 or something like that. Probably cover, yeah, cover his uh, tab for his rookie dinner. It's a little bit different these days. It but, is different, huh? Oh my goodness. You know, some of these pro contracts, they're probably like, hey, Young Buck, can I get a loan? <laughs> can you come through for me? Uh, Lucas, what you up to today, man? Oh, you know, just the uh, daily grind. But yesterday, Casey and I have finally officially decided that we are going to Hawaii for our honeymoon. All right. So she is going to call and make confirmations today and tomorrow, and we will be going to Hawaii on August the 2nd for the honeymoon. So I'm very, very excited. And that's, I got to say, that's uh, that's better than um, New York, New York. That's where we had our honeymoon. Although that was a ton of fun. And it was, New York, New York was a lot cooler back then. It was still fairly new. Yeah. You know, so we were kind of, you know, got to ride the roller coaster and get up and down the strip on Vegas. And she... Uh, played roulette all night long and got us all kinds of comps. Oh, so wow. we get to go see a show and have a nice little dinner at Il Fernayo, which is right there in the, the back of uh, New York, New York, all on her roulette skills. Wow. So that was a lot of fun. You guys got me beat. No honeymoon? No honeymoon. Jeez. 
that's, that's television for you. Yeah, I know. We we went August twenty third for the wedding. Um, gone the twenty fourth. Back by about the twenty eighth, and then like two days later, it was high school football. So yeah, right back at it. And then yeah, right with college football following that. So that's the way that we did that. Just got back from uh, Waco as Texas Tech falls to Baylor. Uh, one of the more unique trips that I think I'll ever remember, um, just with, uh, we need disturbed to play all day long with the sickness. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you, you're, you're sitting there. It's, it's a large plane that we get to take. Thank you, Lord. Much appreciated. Um, we get treated so well, but about every other person had a mask on, um, Everyone looked, you know, a, a couple, two shades of, of different as far as their skin tone, you know, just mm-hmm. kind of pale and weak. And then, you know, at that point, you don't, you, I, we go, we get to sit fairly far back in the plane. Um, and so you don't know who's getting on in the front. You can't really see. Yeah. We didn't know Grant McCaslin wasn't even on the jet. So he didn't travel with us down to Waco. Um, the next day, uh, I'm not sure how, but via an airplane, <laughs> he arrives in time for shoot around. Um, we had a one o'clock shoot around and went through that. Uh, Warren Washington was over in a in a, in a kind of a track suit with a hoodie on and a mask on. You couldn't even see his face. Um, Lamar Washington, very limited in his practice. Uh, I think this goes back to Cincinnati. We had guys throwing up at halftime. Um, Warren was one of those guys that was really sick against Cincinnati. Pop was really sick against Cincinnati. Um, and you could tell that because he couldn't even stand in the huddle. He went to the bench to, to rub his temples on his head to try and stave off the headache that he was suffering from, this was some nasty stuff that has rolled through this Texas Tech basketball program. So that's why I say it's unique. Last year, we had Daniel Bacho get really ill, and he lost about 45 pounds Mm -hmm. and never was the same. Um, But it kind of just stayed contained to Bacho, which I felt terrible for him because that's when I got sick too and had to go spend four nights in the hospital right at the same time. Um, but this deal was was more widespread, coaches, GAs. Um, so you go in there, and you don't have Warren Washington, and you're playing uh, you know, some blue chippers, some McDonald's All-Americans, some five stars. Um, you, know, you hold your own. I, I know that my son, via my, my wife, was freaking out that, you know, we couldn't beat the Baylor Bears. And I'm just telling you, to finish the way that you did with the adversity that you had on hand, um, nothing to be uh, upset about, in my opinion. I know, you know, Norrence Odiase is kind of going crazy on Twitter yeah. these days. Yeah, I don't know what's happened to Norrence, but, you know, I, I saw um, – uh, Davion Warren, I think he would say, hey, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Mm-hmm. He's right. Norris is a little more hair trigger with his emotions. I, I can't feel that way about this trip with what I saw. 
No. Uh, I talked to somebody and said this Baylor team plays down to its team's level or the team their opponent's level. And I'm not saying, obviously, a very shorthanded basketball team. And that was the best team that you could probably play in this situation because they didn't give up. They were fighting till the very end. Baylor was up 13, whatever, 14, and Tech got it down to a two-possession basketball Six. game. They had a chance at the end of that basketball game, given all the adversity, given all the issues, all those players that weren't 100%. And they could have e- easily folded chop after that 13-0 run. When they tied it at 51, Baylor went on a 13-0 run. That's ball game for most people. With the adversity they faced over the last week or whatever, no, I think the way you handled that and the way they played kind of tells you what they could do and what they can do when they're healthy. Throughout this show, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen with this season. I'm just going to pull the crystal ball out, and I'm going to tell you what I feel about it and how it's going to go. And we're also going to have headlines when we come back. Much more coming up on the end of the bench on 100.7 The Score. Definitely not the starters. You're on the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Hey, what you need to know is Lucas got a honeymoon coming up in Hawaii. David and I, our squares, will be here just hanging out, talking sports. Talking to sports in uh, August, Lord willing. Um, Coming up tonight, High School Fan Zone, 6 o'clock on 100.7 The Score. UCLA and Stanford tonight, 745 there. Last night, the Lady Raiders uh, got walloped at West Virginia. West Virginia is a really good team. They're in the top 25. And, of course, they play tremendous at home. Yeah, that was just a horrible matchup. Horrible matchup. <laughs> they were number one in the nation in steals, number two in turnovers forced. And the Lady Raiders have issues taking care of the basketball at times. And they certainly did last well night. Well said. Uh, Texas Tech falls on the road at Baylor. In their new place at 9:45, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you the lowdown on the Baylor Bear contingent. Um, other finals: South Carolina beat Ole Miss 68-65. Clemson won on the road at North Carolina 80 to 76. I'll give you this off the top, talking about crowds. I've seen games at both places now. Years and years ago for that national championship team uh, for North Carolina, we went out there and played, and we only lost by like seven. It was a good game. Uh, that place is so big. Yeah. I think it seats about 20, the Dean Dome. It just feels like you're in a mall, mm-hmm. you know? And I really think the only time it gets crazy is if Duke is in Duke town. Duke is there, yeah. Or maybe a conference championship is on the line. Um, I was watching that going Clemson – is about it was on our TV in front of us. So Clemson is about to beat the third ranked team in the country, and the atmosphere there is nothing like it's going to be here. And I stand by that. Uh, Texas, by the way, is now one and four at the mood as Iowa State goes down there and wins seventy to sixty five. Cyclones are the real deal. Texas is not. Oklahoma beats BYU easily, eighty two sixty six. I'm just not not, not going to I'm going to rank them right in the middle of the entire time and not say a bad word the rest of the year, I guess. Dude, they're playing ball better and they've got pieces. Um they they I mean what's crazy is Texas Tech hasn't won since they 
snared that one. I mean, right. you could have easily been on a four-game losing streak. Um, Kentucky destroys Vanderbilt. Connecticut beats Butler. New Mexico's ranked 25th in the country. They beat Wyoming 91-73. to So there was lots of hoops on yesterday. Um, Texas Tech baseball opens up a week from Friday. They're starting to really ramp it up. And that'll be a lot of fun opening up with Tennessee. And the Las Vegas, what's this Vegas mayor doing here? What do we got here? Vegas Las- mayor told the, the Oakland Athletics, maybe you guys should just stay in Oakland. Too much sports for her town? I think maybe it sounded like it was going to be a difficult process to, to build a stadium. You know, I, I think the plans weren't weren't they they wanted it on the strip, and I guess they don't want that eyesore on the strip. Huh. Yeah, let's see. Mayor Carolyn Goodman isn't exactly extending a warm embrace to the A's, who plan to build a one point five billion dollar stadium in her city. So many, you know, cities would be clamoring for that, but evidently not Vegas. I can understand it because they got the hockey, they got the, the the football, they got the Super Bowl, and then they got Vegas, baby, and they got tons of entertainment. So I can kind of understand that a little bit. Well, they should have thought that out before they said they were <laughs> they were moving there. I, I feel not bad at all for the Oakland Athletics the way they've treated their fans and not wanting to be like there dirt and not wanting to spend money on another stadium. Yeah, not even really coming close. Yeah. It's like, hey, keep keep coming to this this joke of a stadium. Uh, your thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line are welcome. The Phoenix Open is coming up. That's uh, always a sign of spring. That'll be tomorrow. The Waste Management Phoenix Open. I know a guy who <laughs> – this is painful. He and his wife and a group – have been calculating for about three or four years to go to this thing. Mm -hmm. They finally got it pinpointed. They're going to get a suite on the 16th. That's pretty awesome. I learned this morning that the suites seat 35 people. And if you do buy into this, you get all the drinks and the food and the and the fun and everything that comes with it. Which would make sense with what goes on there. Yeah. And really, it's not terrible. Really? The price well, tag. Yeah, if you've got that many people, I yeah. would imagine you can kind of disperse it a little bit. Speaking of golf, did you see the... His, his daughter is getting close to having a child. Ah. And so they can't go. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> oh, God. Terrible. Uh, They've been planning for like four or five years. years. Yeah. Jeez. Not going to hold that over her head forever. Mm. Mm. Exactly. Oh, that's tough. We had a pretty cool ride in last night to behind the mic. Uh, Gentlemen's like, uh, you know, we're always listening. and uh, But tonight we can't listen and, and watch like we want to because we have a uh, a son knocking on the door. And we're at the hospital, and uh, he's wondering if he could get a, a guns-up three-ball for his baby that was soon to be born named Wells. And uh, said, sure, you know, that was kind of neat. Yeah. 
It's always cool. Just, yeah. We we have people from you know Germany and all over the world that ride in. Oh yeah, I mean you think about it. People that are stationed in different places that uh, whether it's a win or a loss, that obviously it feels a lot better with the win. But that's a connection to home. You guys are connecting yeah. them to their own water. My buddy Eric on wheels when he was in El Salvador, he listened to every game down there doing his work with the uh, army, and he would always ride in. And now he's my neighbor. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> you develop connections like that. They get friendships through Twitter. Had three um, three Red Raiders. See, Matt Roberts brought three Red Raiders uh-huh. down to me in the midst of all that madness. And um, it was a dad, his son, and the dad's dad. Mm-hmm. So we had three generations of these guys come down to say hi. Oh, that's awesome. That's just so neat. Kid was – Kid was 11 years old, plays baseball. Yeah. I was like, well, yeah, you and I both know what that's like. Right in the wheelhouse, yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's awesome. And Matt, whenever you're mad at the Baylor Bears, just know that uh, there's a Red Raider amongst them working with the basketball program, and he is red and black all the way. I'll just put it that way. Well, he is. (laughs) He is. He he told me how much he listens. He said he was – he was tracking the Baylor national. They were in the national golf tournament, and he was walking and and uh, doing his job as an SID and was listening to Tech Baseball on yeah. the app, <laughs> which I was like, "That's awesome." He's a great dude, you know. And, and I went on with uh, John Morris, JMO, who's one of the nicest guys in the world. Been doing Baylor football for thirty-seven years, JMO. And um, after I hung up, he was like. Yeah, there's this guy. He's a Baylor supporter, but red and black through and through. And this mm-hmm. guy owns this business. And they say there's tons of people that listen to this show that are Texas Tech people. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, what was I? Oh, I had it. I'm going to say it before I forget it. Did you see that stat on Aberg yesterday? No. So the official world golf rankings came out Oh. yesterday. And after top 10? He almost – he is 11th. Can't imagine what he might have been had he been able to finish that thing up and get a win instead of finishing second place. I know there's not much movement there, but I would imagine a win gives you a little more, uh, you know, clout there in the top 10 maybe. But he's 11th. He's played in 18 tournaments in his career as a professional he is the second fastest to the top 11 in the history of the world golf rankings. Only one person has gotten there faster than him. Want to guess? World golf rankings have been around maybe at least okay, 30 so years. You're, you're telling me it's not Tiger? No, I'm telling you the golf rankings have been around at least 30 years. Okay, well then I would say Tiger. Tiger. Took Tiger 17 events. To get to top 11. Number two on that list, a Red Raider. Oh, my gosh. You know, and I and I love him, but I just know what a nightmare he's going to be for Ryder Cups. That's the only thing that Yeah, right. He already has been. Already has been. Already has won one. Uh, Bullfighter says, forget the kid, I'm going. <laughs> Dang. Well, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see about that. Give you a couple of years. You might change your mind, Bullfighter. Yeah. It'd be, boy, it'd be a little, uh, we'd probably have a little discussion. <laughs> Maybe a little discussion. 
Playing time is not required. This is the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. I'm wearing my signature stag shirt and uh, one of the Baylor students with a brain stopped by and said, uh, hey, cool shirt. I like those that shirt, which was nice. This is a Hacks Collier and Lucas edition of the program. Lucas is trying to loosen me up now. I'm trying to focus on the little teddy bear on his hat because I'm rolling on an hour and a half of sleep <laughs> and um, got several things to be angry about. Um, I, I just, like, when you when you would go to the Farrell Center, which was the home for – Baylor basketball from 1988 to 2023, even earlier this year, there was quite a bit of room behind your seats and you had some nice chairs and you could kind of, you know, spin around and move a little bit in those chairs. And, um, there was always two to three donor type morons that just yelled obscenities and stupid things the entire game. Yeah. Now, take that and put six rows of yellow, god-awful-looking seats that are just plastic and will be completely destroyed within two years. Mm -hmm. They have these weird cup holders on them. And as you're setting up, you look, okay, we um, we got three feet from your chair to those stands. Well, that entire sideline is students mm-hmm. and I listened to the Iowa State broadcast to try and get a flavor of what I was about to get into because it's a new joint you don't yeah. know what to expect you know and by the way it's it's built like like for mountain goats I mean mm-hmm. it is straight up yep. I mean even JMO said people are worried about losing their footing up there People can't watch the games on television because it makes them, I don't know, sick, cross-eyed. It's hard, really hard to watch. Like, I'll give you this. It, that that angle's so bad that we had a nice monitor, a good-sized monitor. At home, I'll use that monitor 50% of the time. Yeah. I bet I use that monitor 5% of the time because every time I looked at it, I got completely disoriented. Yeah. So they got uh, this the the old cliff cam. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it's got bells and whistles. It's it, not as many bells and whistles as a Moody Center, but it, it's it's really nice. I mean, they did a good job with it. They have a home court advantage, something they really didn't get to enjoy because even when they had national championship teams, they wouldn't put a ton of people in the Farrell Center because it was the Farrell Center. Yeah. Now here's the problem. You're trying to do a very intense job that requires three hours of concentration. Mm-hmm. That's not the entire broadcast. The entire broadcast runs close to four hours. But an hour of that, there's a bunch of it that's taped and you can, you know, kind of get away. And so now you're you're trying to call this game and they've got all like I said, the balloons and and there's so much going on behind you that you can't turn around. So when the when the big seven footer did the rip through and dunked on uh, Kyron Lindsay, they mosh pitted into Level and I from their front row seats. And so 
So now I ask you, what do you do? Yeah, I mean, it's a lose-lose. You turn around and you say something to him during a commercial. You you got the, uh, the chance that they're going to be nice enough and civil enough and maybe adult enough to respect your space. Better chance they're going to do it even more, especially if they're winning, especially if things are going their way, and especially if you keep turning your head <laughs> and acknowledging that they're back there. Like most college kids would, but that doesn't make it right. It just makes them college kids that don't understand the situation. I know we have wild students. I know we got students that curse a lot, but it makes our job extremely hard. I, I would have in what would have helped us is one of the green shirts. See, like here we have blue shirts. Those mm-hmm. are the security people. Yeah, if they could have had one person just around level and I. It would have made all the difference. Somebody just, and they don't even need to, like, sitting in a chair, like, directly behind you. I know there's not much room there. but There's enough rather, room to do that. I was about to say, would you rather have a person sitting, you know, basically, you know, just, uh, just turn the uh, sideways, turn sideways so they can watch the basketball game from that one end, but also keep an eye on you and them. I mean, it, it's feasible. I, I, I'm possible. telling you, my reaction is to turn around and start a fight, Okay. So if I let that get to me, which I didn't do through a lot of prayer and meditation, um, if I do that, I mean, I'm probably getting sued. I'm probably going to jail, and I'm on ESPN. Yeah. So you just sit there and wear these people bouncing into you for an entire game. So then another thing that really shocked me is Grant McCaslin – is one of theirs. But I really think these kids are so stupid and well, n- not basketball stupid. No, I'm 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 going to say naive. I'll say naive. But they don't they don't realize that Grant helped build That's why that's why I go they don't have the institutional he's, knowledge he's they're naive to the He's graduate he's graduated from there. He comes back and you call him every name in the book for 2 hours. Yeah. That that to me shows a lot, a lot of bad. Yes. <clears throat> well, and because I mean, I'm I'll use my Stillwater example. Now, no one goes to watch basketball in Stillwater anymore. But if there was an old coach like Kyle Keller, if Kyle Keller came back as the coach of Texas Tech to or, or let's just say he's the coach of uh, West Virginia. He's the new, He gets the job at West Virginia. And he comes in there. They're going to recognize him before the game, and they're not going to curse him out the entire game. Yeah. I promise you that. Yep. So have some couth. Have a little bit of smarts to know that that's one of your guys that helped put you in the situation where there's banners hanging from the roof. Yeah. You idiots. And that's, that's where I go with naive because they're all young and dumb. Right, because they don't understand the history, they don't understand the knowledge, so much so that the group that was yelling what they were yelling besides just yelling at Grant McCaslin might want to look in the mirror for their football program not many years back and realize what was being chanted during the basketball game probably is something that could be said about their football program for quite some time. Um, 
I heard you know, the stuff that was being chanted at Pop. I had heard secondhand. You know, it was the entire game. Yeah. Well, I couldn't. I couldn't make it out on the broadcast, and I, quite honest, didn't really want to know. I I pretty much had an idea, but. And then you could go back even further. Their, their basketball program has had issues in the past as well. So if yes, so if we're if we're you, you know mean like murder, well yeah. Um, so that's where I go, young and dumb. They don't know their history, which they need to get a group like the Hecklers to maybe coach them up, get get some knowledge <sighs> in their game, their heckling game. But uh, yeah, I can understand the frustration from your end, especially being right up in that I you could tell too on the broadcast when I was driving back to the station to watch it <laughs> I could hear them in the pregame pretty loud right behind you it was uh, <coughs> it was evident that they were not too far away from you I'll just put it that way all right Shelly says El Jefe argue with me that pops shh after the three didn't make a difference with the crowd I didn't think it was a wise uh, I didn't think it was wise at that juncture I didn't either i I think I really believe that 98% of the time he's handled what's been thrown at him very well. Um, But to provoke a hornet's nest when that hornet's nest is not going to stop no matter what, probably not the best of ideas. He's done so good, I think, just keeping his head down not looking around when they're all over him. And, every, and again, 7,000 people are chanting derogatory things towards him. I think if you make it, you go play defense. That's probably the way that I would handle it. Playing time is not required. This is the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. The End of the Bench, shower number three, coming your way right now, First United Bank Studio is where we're at in downtown Lubbock, right next to the Lubbock Tornado Memorial. No twisters today. Visual Edge IT Hotline is 806-771-0973. We will have our ticket giveaways there. All kinds of things happening. Netflix is teaming up with Major League Baseball for two new projects about the Boston Red Sox. Can't wait for these, right? For the first time, Netflix will follow an MLB team over the course of a full season. Boy, that's going to be a lot of work. Uh, yeah. This docu-series will feature unprecedented access to the Red Sox players, coaches, and execs throughout the 2024 season. It'll premiere in 2025. And later this year, Netflix will premiere a brand new documentary looking back at the historic 2004 Red Sox season. Jamie Lynn has just marked his oh, calendar. Man which culminated in the franchise's first World Series title in 86 years. Are you doing math over there, Luke? It's time for a pop quiz. Oh, man. Hit me with a pop quiz. Pop quiz. I I got turned down. You had a request? Mm Mm-hmm. I was going to do something, but you, let's go. Let's go. I beat you to it. Beat me to it. All right. This might not be in your wheelhouse, but uh, it came across a Twitter feed this morning and I found it somewhat interesting. So there are 11 teams that have players that have scored 54 or more points in the Super Bowl. 11 teams total, I think. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. 11 teams 
have had a player or players rather combined to score 54 or more points in a Super Bowl. Can you give me seven of those teams? And this does not including include points from quarterback passing touchdowns. So that would probably skew it quite a bit. You know, Pat would certainly bump that up a lot, but could have rushed it rushed it in so you've got kickers you've got kickoff returns you've got rushing touchdowns you've got receiving touchdowns I'm really confused universities so schools there are 11 schools that are represented in this list of schools that's players so Patrick Mahomes uh I'm trying to think of somebody from OU that actually has scored a touchdown in a Super Bowl and I can't even think of it off the top of my head uh, Michael Irvin, you know, so universities. All right, all right, all right. It's, it's it's becoming more and more clear now. And, and I will say this: the um, just a quick look at this. There is only one school in the top eleven that is a non-power five school. So, so you, can you get seven of the eleven? All right, I'm going to start with Notre Dame. Notre Dame. They are tied for fifth with 64 points. So, there you go, one. Um, ooh, 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 ooh. Syracuse? Syracuse is not in there. Dad, so it. Strike huh. one. Um, let me see. I, I wish I had a pen. Never never bring a pen here. Um, I will rattle off. You want, you want me to give you conferences? That, will that, do you think that will help no, you? Okay. No, no. Just let me flounder. Okay. So you got one. You got one strike. Miami. Miami is number one overall with 84 points. Wow. Okay. So there okay. you go. You got two. Um, so then you kind of – I don't want to give you that hint. You can kind of play off of that. But. USC. Strike two. Strike two. Two strikes, two rights. Florida. Florida, number two overall. 82 points. That was my mini hint there. Emmett's, I know. Emmett's I, know. I knew what you were doing. <clears throat> um, <laughs> I can get I, I have no problem giving you a couple of hints. Can you give me the non power five hint? Um because I got two in mind. I want to give you a region more than anything, and that probably doesn't help. Well, you give me a region. Uh, in the South. Is it Mississippi Valley State? No. It's in the state of Tennessee. I'm not going to count you on the Mississippi Valley. It was a horrible hint. You do have a phone a friend over there as well. Don't forget that. Lucas, you got any idea? My brain hurts. Not on that one, but is Penn State. On the list. Penn State is number three overall with 81 points scored. <clears throat> I'm not giving you a hint here, but uh, I don't think I would have even brought this thing up for uh, for this pop quiz if there wasn't some kind of association to Texas Tech. what we're doing here. Yes, number seven overall, the Texas Tech Red Raiders. <laughs> They've scored 62 points. So there you go. You've got four now. You've got one strike left. I'm not counting the other one because okay. – <clears throat> Um, you got some big eights in there. You got some Pac-12s in there. Surprisingly, How about Nebraska. 
Nebraska is t- tied for 10th, 54 total points scored Ooh. by former players. So now you've got five. You need two more. Texas? Strike three. Strike three. On Texas. <clears throat> Great. <laughs> Number four on this list. Can you think of a quarterback that uh, is in the news all the time now but didn't play more than about five seconds this past season? Oh, gosh. Cal. Cal Cal is fourth overall with 66 total points. Uh, Notre Dame fifth. Oklahoma tied for fifth with 64 points. Texas Tech seventh. Georgia eighth. Memphis the only non-Power five which makes me want to go back and find what Memphis players have scored 59 points. Nebraska tied for 10th with the Stanford Cardinal. And I will say this, I went back to try to figure out, and maybe somebody else on the Yates Flooring Center chat line, again, 62 points have been scored by Red Raiders in the NFL. Timmy Smith, who rushed for 200-plus yards for the Redskins, had two rushing touchdowns. Danny Amendola... I believe, scored two touchdowns in the Super Bowl. Pat had a rushing touchdown. Michael Crabtree had a touchdown. Donnie Anderson had a touchdown. And Lynn Elliott, an NFL Super Bowl record, seven extra points and a field goal, scored 10 for the Dallas Cowboys. By my math, that only adds up to 52. So if anybody out there can find the other 10 points, I did this frantically this morning. I would appreciate it. Do you know why I went Mississippi Valley State? No, Jerry Rice. Nah, that's a good call. Very good call. Look at you. You should get a you should get a bonus point just for that. And then I thought maybe Army because of Staubach. Yeah, I would like to know where the Stanford. Oh, John Elway. Duh. Yeah, you just had to go quarterbacks, quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. Which is funny because again, passing touchdowns were on there, but Pat had a rushing one in there. Fail. 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 Need a culture change around here. (laughs) Red Raiders. Mission failed. We'll get them next time. All right, we'll come back and have some headlines for you. Stay with us on 100.7 The Score. Playing time is not required. This is the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Get the questions in to the Ace Flooring Center chat line through that 100.7 The Score mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. We're in the First United Bank Studios. On a lovely day here in the Hub City, a Hacks Collier and Lucas edition to wrap up the end of the bench. Got the bottom of the line, bottom of the line. Mm. <laughs> bottom line coming up next. I was interviewing uh, John, uh, John Morris yesterday, and we were talking about Jonathan Chamwa Chachawa. Mm-hmm. I said, uh, hey, thanks. I said, hey, thanks. Uh, that's That's Jonathan Morris. No one calls him Jonathan. Yeah. Instead of saying J-Mo. Or, I said, yeah, it's Jonathan. And he's like, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> Able to edit it out at least. How many wins claim the Big 12 basketball title this year? Uh, Let's go with 12. 12. 12 with a tie break. Yeah, with the tie 12 break. with a share. Yeah. Maybe. Ah. It depends on what Houston does. You would have to get – I mean, that means that Houston has a three-game three, three game cushion there. 
right? They have three losses. It's Twelve and six. Yeah, twelve and six. Three games the rest away. We're halfway. That makes sense. I think twelve. Oh, what a brutal league. Bench warmers, you're given a fifty pin handicap to beat a professional bowler out of three games for a million dollars and a free bowling ball. Could you beat him? The average for the top five bowlers added is two twenty. Well, fighter, first off, that's too many numbers. There's too many things I don't understand. <laughs> if it's me against a professional bowler, there's no way I'm beating them. Yep. Even at my my hottest streak, the best I've ever bowled is a 199. Uh, I did not have an open frame. I went celebrating around, thinking I'd done something, and I looked up there and it was 199. So even having every frame closed, I bowled a 199. Yep. I mean. That's the definition of suck, I think. Yep, there's like, no way. Zero chance. Not even worth discussing. What you got, Luke? For the second time in a row, we have a caller that wants to ask a question for Ask the Bench Warmers. All right, let's go. Oh, hey, Hacks. Hey. I uh, was watching the game last night, and um, I just – you're sitting courtside. It looked like – to me and both my wife and she got kind of fired up about it to do the Baylor player in the pink shoes it looked as if every time he would take the ball from the top of the three-point line he would put the ball on the floor mm-hmm. dribble a couple of times hop yep then put the ball back on the floor yep. and finish the basket is that not a travel anymore or do we well I know is that part of the game now what's what's your name I'm sorry this Justin. Justin, dude, very observant, okay? Um, I don't know about the put it on the floor um, and then put it back on the floor as far as the double dribble goes. I didn't see any double dribbling, but you have good eyes because there were about four travels that were missed, and it was just uh, what it was was uh, Dennis dragging his pivot foot after coming to a jump stop, and they would not call it. So, good eyes on you. You saw right. There were about three or four instances where I said on the air, that's a travel. It didn't get called. Most of the time it was in traffic. But for, for whatever reason, it didn't get called. And it's not one of those deals either where you come to a jump stop and then you go off one foot. That's legal. It was yeah. a dragging of your pivot foot, usually the right foot behind him, and it didn't get called. So, Justin, good eyes. You got anything else? Yeah. No, I'm, well, I mean, there's a lot else, but I don't know you ain't got time for it all. So uh, we'll just catch you another time. I just that was something that we caught, and it seemed like it made a difference, especially there in the end when our boys were tired. It did, Justin. Thank you for the call. Really appreciate yeah, it. Y'all have a good day, guys. All right, you Thank too. You. I know exactly what he's talking about, and it drove me nuts. I mean, it was just like just <laughs> just, it, it, just traveling, just yeah. traveling all all over the place. Um. What are the chances Hax has too much whiskey and Donkey comes back with a Yoast quaff? <laughs> I always thought that Yoast looked like um, Harry Dunn off of Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, he, def- he definitely had that He doesn't one. have that quite that much hair to come away with that kind of quaff. Um, always extensions, Hax. You can always get the extensions. Highlights, extensions. Um, y'all getting sushi tomorrow? I plan on getting a sushi, sushi tomorrow. I don't know about David, though. I never said I wouldn't eat it. Yeah, well, I know, but no. it's it's on you because Lucas and I are going. Yeah. Well, I don't think I have anything tomorrow at this point, so I think I'm good. Hacks, on a scale from 1 to 10, how annoying were the Baylor fans last night? The most annoying I've ever been around, so definitely a 10. 
um, in your face, rude, uh, foul language, um, foul language to one of their own and Grant McCaslin. Um, yeah, I'd attend. Um, if you could add any player from the last five years to this basketball team right now, who would you add? Uh, Noren Sodiase. Yep. As a defender and enforcer and rebounder. Both your wives. I'm I might sure. go. I might go. Uh, not sure what that means. Owens. Tariq. I, I, I said Dorrance, I think, when we had this conversation before, but I don't think that would be a bad answer either. Um. All right, Hacks, you're 199 plus 50 is 249. So, depending on the f- first game, you would beat him. <laughs> I, I, I just, I, yeah, I'm not doing this. The game. pressure. I'm not playing this game, Bull. It's the pressure. I love you. Um, Jack, when you're on the road, you don't get the calls. Gerald Myers to Jack Dale post game four decades ago. Um, okay. I'm not sure on that, what exactly that means. Anything? You, there was a top five uh, football movies. Your top five football movies. I'll give you my top five just to trigger everybody here. And you can count as long as, if you will, if you want. Uh, Varsity Blues, no particular order. Varsity Blues. Uh, you got to put them in order. No, I'm dude. not putting them in order. Cause but if you're going to do a top five, put them in order. Well, I, but that's the whole point. You didn't let me get through my numbers. Varsity Blues, School Ties, Waterboy. Friday Night Lights, Jerry Maguire, Rudy, and Draft Day. That's my top five. How much time we got left? (laughs) I'm not good at math. Why would they change math? Math is math. Math is math. That was partially for the guy that's going to be sitting in here in a minute, and it obviously triggered you as well, which... I'm not triggered. I'm tired. (laughs) (laughs) I've never had a show like this. I mean, it started off dialed in. And then at 1045, just (laughs) off the deep end. I thought thought the start of the 11 o'clock hour was pretty solid until we did the pop quiz. By the way, we... Now I'm triggered. We got to 58 points. There are four magical points floating out there. Yeah, and you've been so distracted by math, you haven't even participated in hour number three. Oh, what are you talking about? I just You're doing stupid, horrible lists. You're over there trying to do math and find numbers from 50 years ago while we're trying to do Ask the Bench Warmers. I gave you seven (laughs) solid movies (laughs) to choose from without Uh, remembering the titles. How about this? Bryson Williams on the edition. That way you get an enforcer, a leader, and a scorer – that's probably it. Yeah. A leader, I mean. I, I'll never forget Bryson. When he would get ticked off, he would grab dudes by the jersey, shake them just a little bit, and say, come with me. I remember getting to see one practice in the Womble, one of the first ones, and he was there, and they were doing a drill, and Mark Adams was getting furious with everybody, and he was locked in in that practice, and you could just see it in his eyes. I was like, that was the first time I saw him. I was like, that guy's going to be good. Mm. Well, he did so well for himself the year before when they had that makeup game or that the game they just made up and they went up and played at KU and he went for like 28. 
something like that, and just a uh, it was a COVID make. We're just going to play a game, and then that got him really noticed by the Texas yeah. Tech coaching staff. I'm not triggered. Then proceeds to go off on a triggered <laughs> rant. Guilty, guilty. Hey, Shelley's on board with school ties. That's a win for me. Boo, DC. Your football movies are like your college football fandom garbage. All right, man. I just wanted reactions, and I got reactions. You got reactions. All right. We had fun today. I'll tell you that much. Good three hours here on the end of the bench. We'll do it tomorrow. Uh, some prop bets for the Super Bowl coming up around the corner. We'll uh, we'll see how we can do on those, and we'll hand you off to the bottom line. Thanks to Dave. Thanks to Lucas. I'm Hacks. Peace. This has been the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Go to 107thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.